And good morning, high school football fans. Welcome to the High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio, Coastal Georgia, and Okie Finoki, ESPN app, ESPNCoastal.com. PJ Zuko here with you following the second to last week of the regular season here in high school football. Looking forward to one more week of the regular season to get things all sorted out and, and ready to go for the playoffs and of course, yeah, it's Georgia-Florida weekend. A lot to look forward to throughout the course of the day. Yes, my hoodie does say Happy Valley. Listen, if someone, if, if, if I don't believe, who will, right? I mean, so we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, maybe if, if we get a uh, fantastic evening for all of us, we go three for three. I'm speaking for all of us, right? Because we all want to see, we'll see. You know, all, all, all the Georgia fans out there, I'm sure, in Southeast Georgia want to see the Dogs get a win today. I mean, you're all happy when Ohio State loses too, right? And then we'll see if the Braves can go up uh, 3-1 on the Astros later tonight as well. But before we get to all that, again, the second to last weekend of the regular season uh, for high school football was last night. All finished up in the coastal Georgia and Okefenokee area, and it, it left things rather interesting, of course, uh, for the last week of the regular season here next week. And uh, got, got things kind of wide open and in teams' hands, right? You, you want to be able to control your own destiny. Obviously, if uh, you're, you're, you're able to do that, the more games you win. And, um, you, you know, looking forward to, to seeing what some of these teams are uh, able to do here in the last week of the regular season. But uh, before we get to that, obviously, let's take a look at last night. Got... Uh, looking forward to talking to some coaches this morning here on the show as well, and I certainly can't can't wait for that. But we're going to take a look not only at these teams from last night in the coastal Georgia and Okefenokee area, but also uh, from, from around the area, some of the teams that affect them uh, as well when you talk about the region standing. So Brunswick High last night, they get the win. They stay undefeated uh, with a big win over Bradwell, 49-6 to there in Glen County Stadium. And now one win away from a 10-0 season. But still didn't necessarily lock up that region championship, right? And, you know, going into last night as well, we said several times there was a outside chance at, at Glen Academy being able to make the playoffs still, even uh, sitting right now at 2-3 and three in region play. And that all really depended on the result from Effingham and Statesboro, and Statesboro had a lead late in that ball game. Effingham, though, able to come back and get the win over Statesboro 34-31 with a game-winning field goal as time expired. So that big for, for both teams in, in, in Brunswick, in the Brunswick area, and uh, Glen County, as now Glen Academy has a chance. You go out next week, beat Statesboro. You're both 3-3 three and three and... and um, you know, uh, Glen Academy would have the head-to-head victory there over Statesboro. So, uh, still, still right there, still right there, and and still everything out in front of you. Uh, I believe if you're the Red Terrors now with Effingham County, still one loss in region play. That only loss to Richmond Hill, and got Brunswick High next week. So Brunswick High, nine and zero, still looking to secure that region championship, and they can do so with a victory next week against Effingham, but 
Effingham uh, playing a lot better than than you know I thought they would over the course of the year for sure. Have gotten stronger. I feel like in region and have gotten some very important wins. Uh, you know when they dropped one to to Richmond Hill and the way that they did. You know I thought that they'd be they'd be falling a little bit more, but uh, they have have certainly rallied and gotten stronger. And now uh, only one loss there in region play for Effingham. So. That's kind of the situation in 6A right now as, as we look at that and, and look forward to, again, this last week of the regular season, uh, but some big games all around the area last night elsewhere as well. You look up in 7A and another tough loss for Camden, and it, this is kind of how it's been this year, right, especially in region play, uh, some, some tight losses for the Wildcats and um, it just yeah, kind of some heartbreakers. Uh, Camden County was able to go up on Lowndes Late in the ball game, super late, believe in the final minute, and get the two point conversion, go up twenty nine to twenty eight. Lounge strikes back though, and as you know, everything's winding down there in the ball game at late in the fourth quarter. Lounge obviously in the final minute as well. Lounge able to score again and win that one over Camden thirty five to twenty nine. So Camden goes zero and three there in region play, and of course tough region. You got Colquitt County, uh, Tift in there. And, and Camden, but uh, just a tough way to go out for sure uh, there in the last region game of the year for Camden. Ware County in 5A, though, they, they go 3-0 and in region play and look forward to a big matchup with Wayne County next week. The Gators win that one over Veterans, 28-21. Uh, tighter than a lot of people um, would, would expect, but Veterans kind of one of those ball clubs that is kind of in between. Um, you, you know, obviously got the victory over Wayne County, now put up a fight against kind of every team in region, and that you would expect if they're they're contesting Ware County like that, you know. I mean, we, we've seen some some big scores against Wayne County with these other teams, but veterans kind of always going to play it tight, always going to play it close. And uh, Ware County still able to get the victory though, twenty eight to twenty one there over veterans last night. You have Pierce County with the win over Tattnall County. That one not close. Pierce County runs away with it, thirty five to nothing. They stay undefeated in region play and set up that huge matchup that, that we all kind of expected with Appling County next week. Appling County, you know, Brantley County looking for the big upset there last night, not able to get it. Appling County uh, stays undefeated, 9-0 and now with a 48-7 to victory over Brantley in Caney Bay. So Appling County, Pierce County for the region championship again uh, here next Friday, and uh, that's going to be an exciting one for sure. Uh, obviously, Pierce County beats Tattnall. So that important for Brantley County if you're looking at the region standings as uh, they want Tattnall to, to go winless now. They do take on Long County. So uh, they're in the last week of the season. Long County, of course, has the win over Brantley County. Brantley has the win over Tattnall. So kind of rooting for Long County to get that win. If you're a Brantley County fan, that would secure your spot in the playoffs no matter what, not having to go to any three-way tiebreakers or, or anything like that there in the last week of the season. So uh, Brantley County fans, your big uh, Long County fans there next week. McIntosh County Academy, they're, they're big fans of the Buccaneers, and they get the victory over Portal last night, 48 to nothing, setting up a, a big uh, game there with Jenkins County coming up uh, next week for the Buccaneers of McIntosh County Academy. But a solid win. Uh, keep on rolling here. And, and McIntosh County Academy is, is a strong football team there in Single Lake Public. I can't. Wait to see where they are seated there in the playoffs and, and what they're able to do with it. Uh, but still, huge game coming up with, with Jenkins County to kind of 
uh, settle that that third spot in the region. As of course you have a real tough region uh, there with uh, McIntosh County Academy and the teams they have to take on. Well, of course ECI, you have Metter uh, in there as well, who's undefeated on the year. So uh, that's a tough region. But McIntosh County Academy beating the teams they need to beat and they're supposed to beat uh, as they uh, beat Portal there, forty-eight to nothing there last night. Charlton County. With the win over Lanier County, they get off the schneid a little bit. They're in a tough region, too. They're with Irwin County and, and uh, Clinch County. They had taken a couple uh, couple losses there over the past few weeks. Uh, Charlton County gets back on the horse and defeats Lanier County 42-41. to Another one of those close matchups, close scores, uh, neck and neck all the way down to the wire. And uh, Charlton County able to come away with the victory there. Pinewood Christian uh, gets the win on St. Simons Island last night over Frederica Academy, and that one was for the region championship uh, as well. So Pinewood Christian able to secure that uh, with a win over Frederica Academy and uh, just not able to slow down that Pinewood Christian offense there last night on St. Simons Island and a tough one there uh, for the Frederica Academy Knights. But uh, still uh, a solid showing, a solid uh, season for the Knights. They had won four straight uh, before that, and uh, had had been banged up early in the year as well. We're playing really good opponents, uh, also, and uh, sadly uh, not able to come away with the victory there. But Frederica Academy still looking forward to trying to go into the playoffs with some momentum uh, here, finish off their regular season next week, and uh, certainly looking forward to that. You have Glen Academy, Wayne County, both off last night as they prepare for the last week of the season. Of course, like we talked about. Glen Academy with that big matchup against Statesboro that we're all looking forward to and see what happens there in the playoffs. Wayne County, tough situation, 0-3 right now in region play, and you got to take on Ware County, who's 3-0. and Of course, big rivalry game between those two teams uh, with Ware County and Wayne, and uh, you'll finish off the regular season. You know what they say throughout the record books, Wayne County having a tough season, and uh, you know if, if nothing else, if they can... Yeah, spoil a, a thing or two for Ware County. I'm sure they'd be happy, uh, but it's it's going to be a tough one, no doubt, as a Ware and Wayne match up there next week and kind of on two different sides of the coin right now. And you talk about that region uh, there in 5A, Warner Robins Coffee uh, playing each other there last night. Both teams uh, so strong. Both teams, though, with losses to Ware County. And Warner Robins was able to get the victory over Coffee. 22-7, to a low-scoring ball game, 10-7 to there at halftime, and it's kind of shaping up. I mean, Warner Robins likes to put points on the scoreboard. Normally, if they're held under, you know, 15, 20 points, uh, normally it's because the other team is, is getting the victory. Uh, but no, they, they were able to tough it out last night, kind of win in a different way than usual, and defeat Coffee there 22-7. to That gives them the kind of stronghold, kind of the, the, the hold on that, number two spot in the region, and they take on veterans next week to finish off the season. Uh, Coffee, that's going to be the end of their uh, regular season there uh, with, with that loss. Uh, finish off, well, no, I mean, uh, out of in, in region play, that is, finish off um, their one and two, or two and two, in, excuse me, in region play, <clears throat> and they drop to the three seed uh, there. Warner Robins takes on veteran next week. And I would expect it to get the victory there, barring something wild happening. And then, of course, you have Ware County and Wayne County uh, next week as well with the uh, 3-0 and versus 0-3 matchup there between Ware and Wayne. So certainly looking forward to that in, in 5A to next week. And uh, got a ton of, of really solid football games to look out for, no doubt. And uh, one of those is going to be Brunswick High 
and Effingham. As Effingham, one loss in region play right now, so solid as they've gone through their region schedule and been able to win tight games. They were able to do so again there last night, 34-31 to over Statesboro and uh, get the victory there. Brunswick High, of course, uh, able to roll kind of over uh, Bradwell there last night as uh, really uh, the, the senior leadership by the offense, uh, the, the big thing there for Brunswick. You have Jeffrey Way, Reese Simmons, and Jacoby Hill once again making big plays for the Pirates. Jeffrey Way uh, playing really solid there at quarterback and, of course, defensively uh, able to hold strong again against Bradwell and, and only allow six points. Um, Brunswick High really quickly able to get out to uh, a 28 to nothing start, and that was really all of it. Take advantage of some turnovers, and, of course, you're on the football really well, as usual, with, with Brunswick High and able to get the win going away there against Bradwell Institute. So, again, a lot of these games from last night, uh, very, very big wins for Coastal Georgia and Okefenokee area teams. Uh, a couple tough losses in there as well, but it's all shaping up uh, to be a really exciting last week of the regular season. If you, you know, you had a couple things going into it that you wanted for Coastal Georgia area teams to, to kind of have their shot, right? And, and it looks like they're going to have exactly that. You have Glen Academy, Statesboro next week. Statesboro had to lose to Effingham for you know that game to be as extremely important as it is. Well, Statesboro lost there to Effingham, so good for them. Uh, yeah, Brantley County, who was looking for Pierce County to get the victory over Tattnall. They win that 35 to nothing. So good for Pierce. They stay undefeated in region. And I look forward to that undefeated matchup with Appling County next week. Well, also good for Brantley. As even though Brantley loses to Appling County, now they still have that stronghold there on the playoff spot, the last playoff spot in region. And if... Long County is able to get the win over Tattnall there next week. They would get the four seed. If not, things get tricky with that three-way split. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But a lot of things shaping up for Coastal Georgia and Okefenokee area. It seems to kind of control their own destiny here in the last week of the season. And that's exactly what, that's, that's what you're asking for and looking for uh, moving into the last week of the regular season. Of course, looking forward to the playoffs here for a lot of these teams as well. But we'll come back. Lots to look forward to, a lot to check out there from last night, and I'll hopefully be talking to some high school football coaches when we come back here on High School Sports Roundup on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okefenokee, all presented by Walker Jones Chevrolet. Welcome back. High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okefenokee. P.J. Zuko back here with you as we look at these games from last night, the second to last week of the regular season here in high school football in the state of Georgia. Brunswick High able to get the win over Bradwell, 49-6. It was Lowndes over Camden, uh, 35-29. A tough loss there for the Wildcats in the last minute of the ball game, uh, 28-21. Victory for Ware County over Veterans. Pierce defeating Tattnall, 35-0. Appling over Brantley, 48-7. McIntosh County Academy defeating Portal, 48-0. Charlton defeating uh, Lanier County last night, 42-41. And Pinewood Christian defeating uh, Frederick Academy 32-20 on St. Simon's Island. But again, Brunswick High stays undefeated 9-0 now on the year for the Pirates with a 49-6 victory over Bradwell. And things rolling there last night in Glen County Stadium for senior night. Joining us now, uh, the head coach of the Brunswick High Pirates, Sean Pender, here with us on the High School Sports Roundup. Uh, coach Pender, great to have you on. Um, uh, great to have you on this morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, PJ. It's always good to be on. Yeah, Coach, absolutely, and, and happy to hear from you without a doubt. 
And uh, yeah, big win there last night once again, coming off the bye week and just keep on rolling um, there for, for a win uh, over Bradwell, 49-6, to and really able to come out, execute well, get a big lead in the first half, and uh, just, just keep on rolling with the momentum. Yeah, we we came out strong. We had a great week of practice. Our kids were focused and locked in, and um, you know we we didn't look at the fact that you know Bradwell was struggling a little bit, and we've been doing pretty well. We just focused on ourselves. We wanted to play to the level we know we're capable of playing, instead of um, you know just trying to play with with the level of the competition. And I think our kids did a phenomenal job last night. The way we came out and played, and the first half we were able to lock on and we were working on all cylinders in all phases of the game and uh, jumped up to a 42 to zero lead by, by halftime. It was a, a very good uh, showing for our, for our program. Without a doubt. And huge, like you said, huge start to the game and, and able to jump out to that lead uh, 42 to nothing before halftime. And coach, yeah, you mentioned it there. Uh, you get to this point in the season, eight, no on the year coming off a of bye week. Yeah. Bradwell Institute kind of struggling. I, I know a big game, uh, next week as well with the end of the regular season. And it kind of your classic trap game, especially with, with an undefeated season. And uh, coming out of the bye, uh, had to feel great to, to have your guys fresh and, and playing well and not come out sluggish. And also, again, in, important to not have that mentality of, we're eight, no, this team's struggling. We're just going to win by showing up. No, no, no. I have the completely opposite, you know, mindset of that, and able to come in really execute and, and uh, knock everything off well, and and do so without a lot of rust. Oh, without a doubt, PJ, that was a, a main concern that we were worried about because we've done that in the past, and um, but that wasn't the case with this team. This team was locked in, it was focused, and uh, we we took that mindset of. Uh, you know, nameless and faceless opponent. We didn't even look at it like scoreboard wise. We were just like, how are we going to win the down? How are we going to win, you know, this play in the moment and try our best to win the moment. And and that was the approach that we took to the game. It was all right. We got to get this first down or we have to get this stop. So let's, let's rally and let's get the stop and let's, let's do it. And when we were successful in doing it, and then the time happened for us to do it again, we were like, all right, let's now let's do it again. And let's live in the moment not look at anything else, and, and that's what our kids did. We're able to focus that way and uh, be able to do that at the level we did it. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of the, the way we, we were able to do that. Hopefully we can continue doing that stuff because that's what championship teams do, and uh, we're trying to get ourselves to that level, and um, we're, we're, we're doing a really good job of that. Absolutely, exactly right. Uh, Sean Pender, head coach of the Brunswick High Pirates, our guest here on High School Sports Roundup, uh, presented by Walker Jones Chevrolet, getting the 49-6 to victory over Bradwell last night. And uh, Coach, yeah, able to make some big plays uh, through, throughout really all phases of the game and uh, defensively able to get a score there, a uh, you know, fumble recovery for a touchdown there in the second quarter. You also have... Uh, on the special teams uh, coming off of the defense, a big block punt, uh, which uh, Adam Weeble was able to get into the end zone there for a touchdown to, to make it 28 to nothing. So uh, great when you uh, not only able to score on offense, but obviously be able to come back, score on defense, score defensively, score on special teams as well. And that's an, another thing that uh, very talented football teams are able to do. That was two weeks in a row that we were able to do that, or well, not two weeks in a row because we had a bye, but right, right. two uh, games in a row. We um, we were able to get a scoop and score, 
and um, you know against uh, Richmond Hill as well. We got another scoop and score um, th- this week, and 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 that was that's exciting to be able to do that. And then we had you know we we blocked uh, two punts, um, and we had a turnover on special teams. Uh, you know also versus Richmond Hill, and then we were able to block um, some punts again again. Um, and this time when we bought the punt, we were able to to get a touchdown out of it. So it was a very good, you know, that we can generate points, not just on the offensive side of the ball, but also through special teams and defense. Yeah, absolutely. A very important there and, and able to do exactly that. And coach, uh, but the, playing physical, I know it's been the mindset for, for this team, not only uh, defensively, but offensively as well. And able to do exactly that kind of impose um, that the offensive lines will on Bradwell Institute last night, once again, and not only that, but you have the, the rotation of backs getting touchdowns early as well. You have Hill getting in the touchdown for, for the first one, uh, Leon Charlton for the second one, and then uh, you have Reese Simmons uh, following up there with, with the third touchdown, uh, able to make it 21 to nothing. So and we would talk about the depth of the running backs, but uh, very cool to see them kind of spreading out the, the love there with the, with the touchdowns. Uh, but also, I mean, that, that all starts up front with being able to make some holes and, uh, again, just play physically up front on offense. Right, and PJ, I don't want to leave out Pat Leggett either. He's also the the another oh, silent down. member of that that Wolf Pack, and uh, he also got himself a uh, a touchdown run uh, last night as well. So all four members of the um, of the Wolf Pack, all of them got a, a touchdown last night. But yeah, that none of that happens without a tremendous play by our offensive line. And um, we you know were watching film you know last night after the game and see the so how the offensive line would work on some of their double teams driving people down in the dirt and some of the blocks that we were able to finish off, not just with the lineman itself, the blocking, the lineman did a fantastic job, but also our tight ends got into the mix and did a really good job. And our running backs also blocked extremely well for each other in the, in the, in the paint. So that was great. Yeah, no doubt. Talking to Sean Pender, head coach of the Brunswick high pirates. They get the win over Bradwell last night, 49 to six. And like you said, yeah, I can't leave out Leggett either. Um, he, he's able to do some, some really solid things uh, for that Brunswick High offense and, and make some big plays. So uh, certainly uh, all members of that uh, Wolf Pack being able to get in the end zone last night, very impressive uh, for the Brunswick High Pirates. But, uh, Coach, you, you get the victory there. Now you move to 9-0 and on the year, and, and work's still not done as you have one more game left in the regular season. And obviously it means a lot as well. Effingham County has has gotten stronger seemingly throughout the year and been able to to play well and obviously only one loss in in region play for them uh, I know haven't been able to break down everything or, or look into everything coach but what are you looking for your guys from from practice this week as you prepare uh, for uh, the 10th the and uh, probably most important game of the year well we're looking for a championship effort you know there's this is a game that's going to be for championship you know, we got to have championship effort in practice. We got to get after it. We got to have the best week of practice we've had so far. Where we have, you know, a lot on the line here Friday night, and um, we have to go up to somebody else's house and get it done there. You know, Evanham's playing with a lot of confidence, and um, it's going to definitely be a game that we're going to have to be, you know, on our mark in order for us to get this victory. And we're going to uh, go out there with all of our, you know all of our bullets in the gun and make sure we're locked in and we're focused and ready to go win a championship. And if you don't go up there with that mentality, you'll get beat. We, we have to make sure we're ready to, to do what we need to do in order to get the victory. And, um, you know, the preparation is definitely going to be uh, a big part of that. 
I got to be ready to go for this one, no doubt. Brunswick High and Effingham sets up uh, the last week of the regular season and again for the region championship there at Effingham. And Coach, I know an insanely important game there. Very important game later today as well with uh, Georgia, Florida. How do you see this one going, Coach? I know everyone around uh, town, everyone uh, it really in the two states uh, looking forward to, to this big matchup in Jacksonville. Oh, it's always a fun, fun matchup. And I'm glad to be here and be part of this one. I, you know, of course, I got two of my players playing tonight so or, or today. I got Stetson Bennett, who played for me when I was – at Pierce, and I got Warren McClendon, who played with me here at, at Brunswick High School, and both of them are going to be wearing the black and red, so I'm going to be sporting the black and red also, and I'm going to be saying, go dogs!" and we're going to get them by three touchdowns. Uh, there you go. Looking forward to it. Like you said, uh, old quarterback there is Stetson Bennett starting the game here for uh, Georgia later in the, uh, later in the day there against uh, Florida and uh, hopefully uh, leading the dogs uh, to a big victory later today as well. Certainly, he's done a great job. Uh, as as a quarterback there this year, and I, I know stepping in for um, a JT Daniels, but man, he's he's done such a, a solid job throughout the year, and obviously leading them on, on this win streak here. So um, doing big things, and we're looking for more out of uh, Bennett here later today as he leads the Georgia offense. But Coach Pender, great to have you on. We'll, we'll let you go go after it and get after it and enjoy it later today, and I'll certainly be talking to you again soon as we look forward to this big game next week. All right, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Go Pirates. Yeah, there you go. Appreciate it, Coach. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, Sean Pender, head coach of the Brunswick High Pirates, our guest here on the High School Sports Roundup. And uh, looking forward to Georgia, Florida later today down there in Jacksonville. So I hope uh, he's able to have a good time today. And and like you said, watching uh, two of his players uh, playing this big game as well, Stetson Bennett starting the game at quarterback there at Georgia. I know that question marks were there heading into this one. And, if you ask me, you go with the hot hand. You go with the guy who's who's led you here mostly throughout the season. I think that's the good pick. Now, if if things start to struggle, go you know, uh, don't go well. Maybe, maybe you go somewhere else. But um, you know, don't don't really see that happening later today. As uh, Georgia, obviously a big favorite, and I think Coach Pender will have a great time uh, later today watching Stetson Bennett do some big things with that Georgia offense. But talking about doing big things, Brunswick High nine and zero and set to. Played their last game of the year. Haven't locked up that region championship just yet. Effingham, one loss in region play and looking to spoil things. But Brunswick High going up on the road in a hostile environment there next week. And uh, hear from Sean Pender uh, right there, head coach of the Pirates. Got to play championship-level football. Got to practice in a championship-level type of way this week. We'll see if the Pirates are able to do that and what they're able to do against Effingham here later uh, this week and moving into next week, the last weekend of the regular season. But we'll come back, keep talking about these big games from last night, and hopefully talk to some more high school football coaches from all around the area here on the High School Sports Roundup, presented by Walker Jones Chevrolet on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okie Finoki. And welcome back. It's High School Sports Roundup, presented by Walker Jones Chevrolet here on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okie Finoki. PJ Zuko here with you once again as we look at this last weekend our uh, second to last weekend, excuse me, of the regular season here in high school football in the state of Georgia. And uh, looking forward to the last weekend of high school football. And, and it's all setting up to be a, a blockbuster type of weekend here and, and uh, last week of the regular season in the coastal Georgia and Okefenokee area especially. You have region championships on the line, playoff spots on the line, home playoff games on the line. Uh, to look forward to this week, and it's all because of what happened 
last night. Brunswick High getting the win over Bradwell Institute, 49-6. to The Pirates 9-0 and on the year. And uh, now looking forward to the last game of the year against Effingham County, which is important because Effingham County got the win over Statesboro last night. They're 34-31 with a uh, last-second field goal as time expired. They were to kick that one through and win that one over Statesboro. Now, Effingham County, one loss in region play, and they look forward to the region championship game against Brunswick High. They will host that game uh, here next Friday. That big not only for them, again, that victory, but also for Glen Academy, as Glen Academy off last night, but look forward to Statesboro coming up here next week in Glen County Stadium. And Statesboro, now 3-2. and two. They're in region play, Glen Academy 2-3, and three, with the head-to-head matchup in the last game of the regular season. So, looking forward to, to seeing what can happen there. Richmond Hill got the victory last night uh, over South Effingham as well. They are 4-2 and two in region play. Um, so, with two 3-3 three and three ball clubs, shouldn't, that, that shouldn't come into play there for the four seed between Statesboro and Glen Academy in Glen County Stadium tomorrow night or Friday night. So again, so many big things happening there in, in region and in the classification 6A and it all shook out to have insanely important matchups uh, there all throughout the next week and uh, all throughout next Friday for 6A. Now, uh, some big moments there last night around the area as well and developments moving forward in other regions and uh, classifications as well. Of course, you have Camden falling to Lowndes in the final minute there, and that's just tough for, for the Wildcats, uh, 0-3 in region play. They, they lose that one 35-29 uh, for Camden County. And 4-6, and six, uh, not, not certainly the season that they were hoping for as you had some tough losses there in non-region play that uh, Warner Robbins being able to kind of light up the scoreboard, that, that was kind of surprising uh, against Camden County. Able to run the football really well in some of those games. Uh, Camden County able to get some big wins, but then you get to region play and just some tough matchups, some some tough uh, late game heroics by opposing teams uh, there with Lowndes scoring in the final minute and able to win that one over Camden County after they had just taken the lead. Yeah, Colquitt County and Tift both scoring late and and both having big second halves against their there against Camden County and able to come back and, and win those ball games. So tough ones there. For sure, but you move down to 5A. Warner Robins able to get the victory over uh, Coffee there, 22 to seven. That kind of solidifies Warner Robins in that second spot. And for a home playoff game, things pending though with Warner Robins taking on Veterans next week. You have also Ware County taking on Wayne County next week, and Veterans gave Ware County uh, kind of all they could. All they could get there last night. Ware County winning that game 28-21 there over veterans. So Ware County 3-0 now in region play. And I look forward to taking on Ware, Wayne County excuse me, uh, there in the final week of the regular season. And that's shaping up to be Ware County's region championship game. And you have Warner Robins finishing things off with veterans there next week. And presumably... Going to be a victory there. If veterans able to get the upset victory, who knows? Maybe veterans will be hosting that home playoff game and, and grabbing that two seed there in 5A. But you look down at 3A, Pierce County doing what they need to do, not only for themselves, but also for Brantley County there last night. 
Pierce County getting the victory over Tattnall, 35 to nothing, and really uh, Tattnall falls to 0 and 3 on the year in region play, and uh, not able to uh, pull through that one, obviously. So Tattnall had a really good non-region schedule, had a really good non-region um, wins and things like that. Gotten region play and haven't been able to win a, a region play, region game there. Fell to Brad. Uh, Brantley, excuse me, a couple weeks ago, and that big for Brantley as uh, Brantley falls to Appling County last night, 48-7. Uh, that sets up the undefeated region matchup between Appling County and Pierce County here next Friday uh, for the region championship. So there's your one and two seeds. You have Long County right now with that one win in region play, Brantley County with one win in region play over Tattnall, and Tattnall sitting at 0-3. So Pierce did their job. Now it's time for Long County to, to do their job if Brantley County wants to make it into the playoffs here for the first, third straight year. But uh, doing doing what they could do uh, there and, uh, you know, talked with uh, Coach Cannon, would love to get that victory over Long County and had, you know, secured their spot already. But now you kind of become Long County fans and, and want to see Tattnall obviously fall there next week. We'll keep track of that and see what happens. Uh, but McIntosh County Academy gets another victory, two-game winning streak here over Screven last week, and now Portal last night, 48 to nothing. Then you have Charlton County, one-point thriller victory over Lanier County, uh, 42-41. to Pinewood Christian getting the victory over Frederick Academy last night, 32-20 to on St. Simons Island. And uh, that, Frederick Academy going for the region championship and uh, just not able to slow down that, that offense there of Pinewood Christian last night. And Pinewood able to come away with the victory there, 32-20. to there over Frederica Academy. But we'll come back. Lots to look forward to and a lot to talk about still as we wrap up the high school sports roundup and look forward into the last week of the regular season coming up right around the corner here in high school football. That's when we come back here on the high school sports roundup presented by Walker Jones Chevrolet on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okie Finoki, the ESPN app and ESPNCoastal.com. Welcome back. High school sports roundup here on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okie Finoki, the ESPN app and ESPNCoastal.com. PJ Zuko here with you as we look at uh, last night, the last second to last week of the regular season here in high school football in the state of Georgia. And I look forward to a final week of high school football that has all the importance in the world for a lot of these football teams. Uh, not a lot of, uh, well, well, we'll just go out and play. It doesn't really mean a lot and uh, head into the playoffs or the offseason. Not, not a whole lot of that. A lot of importance on this last week of the regular season coming up uh, for these Coastal Georgia and Okefenokee area teams. Talking about running down a dream about an undefeated season. Brunswick High, 9-0 and now after last night. They get the victory over Bradwell, 49-6. It was Camden falling to Lowndes, 35-29 after the final minute score there by Lowndes. Camden had just gone up with a two-point conversion, 29-28. Lowndes able to march it down and uh, score that Touchdown with under a minute left to get the win over Camden, 35-29. to Ware County defeats Veterans last night, 28-21, as Ware County now 3-0 in region play. Pierce County defeating Tattnall, 35-0, as they're undefeated in region play, setting up a undefeated region matchup with Appling County, who gets the win over Brantley County, 48-7. So Appling undefeated, Throughout the whole year, undefeated total schedule there, 9-0. and You have Pierce County with a couple losses when they were more banged up and, of course, 
against Raven County as well, and they have that you know that one guy that's committed to play at Georgia, who's uh, obviously pretty good quarterback. So they were able to slow him down quite a bit. That shows you how good that defense is for Pierce County. But uh, looking forward to that matchup for sure, and looking forward to the Long County and Tattano matchup. Is if Long County wins that one, Brantley County on their way to the playoffs for the third straight year as well. McIntosh County Academy, 48 to nothing over Portal last night. Charlton County defeating Lanier, 42 to 41. And yeah, Pinewood Christian over Frederica Academy. That one, sadly, for the region championship. Uh, Pinewood gets the victory there, 32 to 20 over Frederica. Glen Academy, Wayne County with the night off there last night. Wayne County looking forward to Ware County to finish off the regular season next week. Glen Academy with a chance, a shot to make it into the playoffs. And it's a one-game scenario. Go in, beat Statesboro, and you're in. And would be tied there in the region standings at 3-3. Three and three. And uh, Glen Academy obviously would, would have the head-to-head there for the four seeds. So that one in Glen County Stadium. So be sure to grab your popcorn and get ready for that one. Uh, for the Red Terrors, they're going to have, uh, you know, all, Zach Ellis there running the football and, and trying to, at the end of the day, again, uh, coming off a of bye week, Hopefully that, that'll help out a little bit, as, as Coach Delgo has talked about, just being able to consistently put drives together, consistently put good plays together there on that offense, and hopefully going to be able to do that next week against Statesboro in that uh, win-and-in matchup uh, there against Statesboro. And defensively, been really solid all year. Statesboro um, found some offense there last night against Effingham, not enough to win the game, uh, but we'll see how that matchup works out. Brunswick High taking on Effingham next week at Effingham for the region championship. And for Effingham, they've gotten stronger, especially through the passing game over the past few weeks and in the region standings. Brunswick High, obviously, though, with those big guys up front, that front seven, always creating pressure and causing havoc, have uh, caused turnovers, turn them into touchdowns over the past uh, few weeks against Richmond Hill and against Bradwell last night. We'll see if they can do that against Effingham. And good luck trying to slow down that running game of Brunswick High as well. Good luck trying to slow down Georgia. Georgia, Florida later today. Certainly can't wait for that as all of you have a a big day, no doubt. Stay safe wherever you go on the roads uh, today if if you go anywhere. But appreciate you for joining us here on the High School Sports Roundup every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okefenokee. I'm PJ Zuko, hoping you have a fantastic rest of your day. Again, stay safe and God bless. From GNN, the Georgia News Network. The Atlanta Braves stand just two wins away from their first World Series title in well over two decades. The Braves didn't allow a hit until the eighth inning on their way to a two to nothing shutout of the Astros in game three. Ian Anderson pitched five hitless innings, while four relievers gave up just two hits the rest of the way. Austin Riley doubled in a run in the third inning, and Travis Darnot homered in the eighth for Atlanta. After the game, manager Brian Snitker had high praise for Anderson's work. The biggest credit to Ian is he never stops trying to make pitches, making pitches. He never gives in. He stays with his stuff. He stays with the game plan. Um, if it doesn't work, he goes to the next hitter. First pitch tonight is 8:08 at Truist Park in Atlanta, with the Braves sporting a two-to-one series lead. The husband of a Fulton County Sheriff's deputy killed Wednesday has now been arrested. Jaquavia Jackson faces two murder charges in the deaths of Shakima Brown Jackson and her brother Leroy. The victims were found shot to death at a home in Covington, east of Atlanta. An Atlanta Journal-Constitution survey finds it's not deadly violence that's the biggest killer of Georgia police. It's COVID. Rocio Rivera has more on that story. 
At least 58 Georgia police officers have died due to COVID-19 since the pandemic began. And the past two months have been the deadliest, with at least 12 officers dying from the virus, which is almost as many as have died in all of 2020 due to COVID. Law enforcement agencies in the state and across the country still wrestle with vaccine mandates for officers. But cops, like other essential workers, are at higher risk of contracting COVID since they often interact with the public. About 49% of Georgia residents are fully vaccinated, but police agencies report much lower vaccination rates or fail to track employees' vaccination status. I'm Rosia Rivera. Continuing coverage across the state of Georgia, I'm Mark Woolsey. This is GNN, the Georgia News Network. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And does. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. And good morning, high school football fans. Welcome to the High School Sports Roundup. Here on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, the ESPN app, and ESPNCoastal.com. PJ Zuko here with you this morning as we look at yesterday evening and on the night before we're there, the last weekend, second to last weekend, excuse me, of the high school football season as we get things squared away and set for the last weekend of the high school football season. Now, some of those teams, though, playing their last game of the regular season last night and have a bye week before the playoffs. Certainly cause for some interesting uh, matchups and some interesting situations last night and uh, the night before, without a doubt. And uh, looking forward to talking about all that here on the Roundup and, of course, the situations that teams have been put into as we look forward into next week and the last week of this uh, high school football regular season. Not a lot of teams saying, okay, we're squared away and we're, we're good to go. We, we can coast into this last week of the regular season and be fine, right? A lot of teams have a lot on the line moving into next week and look forward to that. Always better when the last weekend of the high school football means something and when you have uh, teams as, as talented and as good as the teams we have in the Savannah and Hilton Head area. I think you're always going to kind of have that here around the area. So certainly looking forward to talking about all this. So let's go through these scores from last night and the night before here on the High School Sports Roundup. There on Thursday night, you heard it here on ESPN Radio for ESPN's high school coverage of Benedictine Cadets football presented by Savannah Toyota. The Cadets got the victory over Islands 58-13 to there on Thursday evening as, uh, again, the running game for Benedictine just kind of exploding. Holden Garner with a rushing touchdown. He had two passing touchdowns from Garner as well. Like three touchdowns from uh, Justin Thomas, again, as as he uh, just continues to light up the scoreboard. And, and now with Benedictine finishing off the season, uh, the regular season on that big win streak, they, they dropped the first two games of the year, come back, finish off 8-0 there over the last eight games of the season and go three and zero in region play, win the region championship for Benedictine, solidify that that one seed for the Cadets, and now have a bye week as they they played straight through 
the regular season there with their, their first game getting rescheduled and then playing straight through and now have the bye week before the playoffs start. And, I, man, I think a lot of teams, you look at that and you say, uh, does it, do you lose some rhythm? Uh, you know, are, are you going to come out sloppy there in round one? I'd be worried for that four seed. You know, I, I, that, that's, that's going to be a tough matchup either way. And then you have a well-rested Benedictine squad uh, coming in the ball game feeling good too. So uh, that's that going to be rough, I think, and we'll see how that works out. But either way, Benedictine keeps on rolling, gets the victory over Islands. Now, last night in that same region, you had a wild one between Jenkins and New Hampstead, and it was for the two seed for a home playoff game uh, there in the first round of the playoffs in a few weeks and what a game we had on ESPNCoastal.com. Of course, ESPN's High School Game Day Game of the Week, fueled by Market, brought to you by Savannah and Low Country Honda Dealers. And we had a, an absolute battle there all throughout the night as it started out looking like it might be a blowout. New Hampstead came out, jumped out to a quick lead that after the opening kickoff goes back to New Hampstead. That's right, same situation as last week that New Hampstead was in against Benedictine. The kick fell right between the upback and the return man for Jenkins, and New Hampstead was the first to get to it, recovered that basically onside kick. Not really an onside kick, but basically an onside kick for uh, the Phoenix, and they recovered that at the 25-yard line and are in business. Um, you have a touchdown pass from Polly Seeley to Samari Dowdy out of the backfield, and just like that, New Hampstead up 7 to nothing. Then following a, a botched punt uh, by Jenkins and a fumble, which New Hampstead was able to recover, and then two touchdowns by Jamel Coast running the football. Boom, New Hampstead up 22 to nothing in the first quarter, I think about six minutes in, and things, things looked rough. But you got to give credit to Jenkins uh, for coming back and, and really bowing up and doing what they needed to do to get back in that ball game, down 22 to nothing off the jump. We've seen teams do that to New Hampstead. We've seen teams uh, do that to, to a lot of people uh, throughout the course of this regular season, and not a lot of teams come back from that. Uh, so certainly give credit to Jenkins for, for being able to do that. Was able to do so with some big turnovers defensively and big plays in the special teams as well. You had a big fumble recovery where, Polly Seely right on the sideline, not quite out of bounds, and Jenkins was able to strip the football. Defensive lineman able to run it back all the way inside the 10-yard line. That set up a Jenkins uh, touchdown rush by Joshua Pridgen. And then you come back after that, defensively able to hold uh, New Hampstead down inside their own 20-yard line. And you go with, uh, with, with about one yard uh, to spare there, a fourth and one, um, New Hampstead backed up there inside their own 30. Uh, you go with a, a punt that looked like it was going to be a punt from the quarterback and went over his head. Snap went over his head. He had backed up a few yards even to take the snap and went over his head, was tackled there at about the 10-yard line, and Jenkins back in business once again is able to rumble into the touchdown there and score another one there quick. So 21, excuse me, 22 uh, to 14 New Hampstead does come back with two straight field goals there before the end of the first half to make it 28-14 uh, there at halftime. Hedman uh, was, was big for New Hampstead all night there in the kicking game and, and did a really solid job 
uh, there for New Hampstead. But 28-14 to 14 there. And in the second half, it was just all Jenkins. Uh, Jenkins comes out with a big defensive stop there to start things off there in the third quarter. They, they get a big touchdown there to, to start things off as well. And, and then, of course, you have another defensive stop uh, for Jenkins, a big interception as well. Uh, following a holding penalty that was that was huge for New Hampstead as well. That was kind of a hidden part of this ball game uh, that that you got to bring up and you got to mention too. Some big holding penalties there against the Phoenix uh, there over the course of the game. That one was that they were down inside the 15 yard line there of Jenkins. The hold brings them all the way back to the 27 uh, for a a second and uh, like 23 there to try and get down to the three yard line and not. Uh, able to do so instead, uh, you have on fourth down and 23, you have a interception thrown by Sealy there at the five yard line, and Jenkins able to take that possession, bring it all the way into the end zone. Huge, 69 uh, yard touchdown pass in the second half uh, there by Jeremiah James to Trey Brown, and then on fourth and one, the game winning touchdown as Jenkins tied it up 28 to 28. The game winning touchdown on fourth and one on New Hampstead's uh, 27-yard line was a 27-yard touchdown rush there by Joshua Pridgen. And uh, New Hampstead able to come back, march down the field, a huge kickoff return there late in the ballgame, gets on the Jenkins side of the football field, and on fourth and seven, thrown pass right over the middle, was looking, uh, Seeley was looking for his um, favorite wide receiver, best wide receiver probably. Uh, when when you talk about skill play and, and you talk about big plays for the Phoenix, it's Ronnie Obias. I was looking for him over the middle, but uh, you had Simmons there, Jelani Simmons for Jenkins, who made a few big plays other than that. But big interception there and takes it inside of Jenkins' territory uh, there. And they're able to execute a perfect four-minute offense to run out the clock and get the victory there. For the Warriors, so they come back from 22 down to come back and win that one against New Hampstead last night on ESPN's High School Game Day Game of the Week, fueled by N Market, brought to you by Savannah and Low Country Honda Dealers. Uh, Jenkins wins that one, 34 to 28. Also last night, you move up to 6A, and what 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 a situation we have in 6A is Effingham County does what they need to do. They get the victory over Statesboro, 34 to 21. So now Effingham. One loss on the year. Brunswick High gets the vi- or on the year in region play. Brunswick High gets the victory over Bradwell, forty-nine to six last night. So, in Effingham next week, region championship game between Effingham and undefeated Brunswick High. That big for them, but that not not it. As Richmond Hill gets the victory over South Effingham, twenty-seven to thirteen. They're now four and two in region play, and have a win over Effingham. So if Effingham, if Effingham ends up losing that game against Brunswick High, they'll be tied in the region standings, and Richmond Hill will own, that tie, will, will own the head-to-head victory over Effingham County, both teams with two losses. That's not where all this stops either. Is that, that's the first three teams in this region, right, that have playoff hopes and, and are bit are locked into the playoffs. Well, also you have Statesboro, who falls to Effingham there last night and puts themselves in quite the situation against Glen Academy, who's two and three in region play. Statesboro three and two. And the Red Terrors coming off a of bye week as well. 
Statesboro plays Glen Academy next week in Glen County Stadium. So, man, quite the situation there in, in 6A. That's going to be fun to see how that shakes out as you have then Glen Academy. If they get the win, would own the, uh, would own the head-to-head there over Statesboro. Obviously, if Statesboro wins, uh, they go 4-2 uh, and two there in region play and, and throw their uh, hat in the ring for uh, whatever tiebreakers they would have. So, man, it's going to be a fun last weekend there in the 6A classification there and certainly looking forward to that with, with every team kind of having a chance to move up or move down based on how they perform next week, and that's what you really want. Other than Richmond Hill, uh, Richmond Hill not going to be playing a region game there next week. Uh, so obviously an, an interesting situation there as they kind of sit back and watch and see how this all plays out in region play there in 6A. But 3A, you had Windsor Forest on the road at Southeast Bullock last night, a chance to win that region championship, and Windsor Forest not able to get it done. Southeast Bullock comes out. Now, Southeast Bullock's a really good football team. One loss on the year, and that loss to Liberty County as Southeast Bullock comes out and, and wins that win over Windsor Forest 34-6. to That gives the region championship to Liberty County as Beach tried to upset Liberty there last night and certainly got close. Liberty County gets the win over Beach 32-26, to again solidifying that region championship for Liberty County, Windsor Forest uh, going to fall down, I believe, to the three seed there with a second loss in region play. Southeast Bullock with only that one loss in region play. And Liberty County, obviously, with uh, falling there uh, or getting the victory there against Beach. Johnson doing their best to punch their ticket to the playoffs as well. The Adam Smashers get the victory over Savannah High last night, 48 to nothing in region play. So a solid win uh, for Kinderic Bonner. And the Johnson Adam Smashers will chat with Coach Bonner later in the show about that win. So certainly looking forward uh, to that. Bullock Academy getting the victory over St. Andrews last night. That was 41 to nothing. You have Southwest Georgia uh, getting the victory over Memorial Day 48 to seven there uh, last night as well. McIntosh County Academy defeating Portal 48 to nothing. Metter over Claxton 62 to 10 there last night as uh, Metter just keeps on rolling. Uh, Pinewood Christian getting the victory over Frederica Academy, 32-20 there on St. Simons Island. So uh, Pinewood Christian wins that region championship uh, there and, and able to get the win there over Frederica. Appling County stays undefeated. They win over Brantley County, 48-7. Pierce County gets the win over Tattnall, 35-0. So Pierce County, Appling County both undefeated in region play. Uh, they will play next week for the region championship. And again, the last week of the regular season, you love to see it. Ware County stays undefeated in region play. They get the win over Veterans 28-21. Ware County looks to finish off that region schedule against Wayne County next week in a big rivalry game against the Yellow Jackets, who were off this week. Kind of uh, a rough season for the Yellow Jackets uh, throughout this year. And uh, they'll try if, if they can put a feather in their cap and upset Ware County. That would be a wild way to end the season without a doubt. Uh, Bethesda Academy falls to Dorchester Academy 32-6. Uh, early last night, it was Hilton Head Christian with the victory over Hilton Head Prep 42 to nothing as Christian just keeps on rolling. May River defeating Hilton Head uh, 33-16 there last night. And James Island gets the victory over Bluffton 
uh, to nothing as well. But obviously some big games, big situations there last night, and uh, tried to go over and, and, and cover all of it. Can't always, though, with uh, so many teams in the area as well and so many important situations and matchups there as well. We'll come back, keep talking about these the big games from last night and, of course, what they set up here in the last week of the regular season. Also be talking to some head football coaches here on the High School Sports Roundup on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, the ESPN app, and ESPNCoastal.com. Of course, all fueled by Market. We'll come back in just a few minutes. And welcome back. It's High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio, Coastal Georgia. And Savannah Hilton Head, PJ Zuko here with you this evening. This morning, excuse me, man, just uh, all, of, all of those. It's a big day. We're looking forward to a, a big day of football and have had a big week uh, as well of, of high school football in this second to last week of the regular season. Looking forward to the last week of the regular season here with a lot on the line because of what happened last night and uh, Thursday night all throughout the uh, Savannah and Hilton Head area. And, of course, looking forward to a big day today. Got Georgia-Florida later today. Of course, our broadcast will start there on ESPN Coastal ESPN Savannah Hilton Head um, here at 11.30 for pregame, dogs pregame. So certainly looking forward uh, to that, leading you up to kickoff there at 3.30. Of course, you know, uh, you see the sweatshirt I'm wearing if if you're watching the stream. It says Happy Valley. If I can't believe, if if I don't believe, no one's going to believe, right? So, and it's always, listen, I know you're dog fans, but it's always a good day when Ohio State loses, right? So, let's hope for a... uh, Georgia win today. Hopefully parlay that into a Penn State win later tonight as well. And, of course, the Atlanta Braves getting that victory last night over the Houston Astros. And what a pitching display that was uh, by the Braves and the really entire staff. We'll hope they can keep that up later tonight and hopefully take that 3-1 lead over the Houston Astros as well. But, again, so many games last night that were uh, just hugely important and uh, came down to the wire. And that sets up. A heck of an end to the regular season here in high school football with all these games certainly mattering. There's not a lot of teams stepping into this week that, that's just saying, you know, uh, let's just coast through it. No, there, there's a lot on the line for uh, most of these teams here in the Savannah and Tilton Head area, and uh, looking forward to that without a doubt. Now, a couple of those teams uh, done for, uh, for for the regular season and looking forward to the postseason uh, and a bye week here this week, and that's going to be Benedictine and Islands and Jenkins and New Hampstead. Benedictine gets a win over Islands, 58-13 to there on Thursday. The Cadets take the region championship. Uh, the Island Sharks there, 0-3 in region. Some close ball games and uh, some tight ones, but uh, fall to 0-3 in region, going to be the fourth seed uh, coming out of that region. Jenkins comes back from 22 to nothing down last night to beat New Hampstead, 34-28. to and claim that second spot in the region and holding a a home playoff game here in a few weeks when the playoffs start. New Hampstead, that is a heck of a three seed. I would not want to play them, and uh, they'll go on the road for at least the first week of the regular season. And then, of course, if they win that one, depending on how things shake out moving forward. But had a couple regions still that I wanted to, to look at and dive into kind of the situations they're in. We talked kind of at length there about 6A, in their situation, and uh, certainly looking forward to that. We'll kind of refresh it and relook at that here in a little bit. But also want to take a look there at the region standings for 3A 
in our area, in the, in the Savannah Hilton Head area. And again, Liberty County was able to get that victory over Beach last night. That secures the region championship uh, for Liberty County with the win they had there. And five and one in region play over the course of the year. The only uh, one there in region that beat Southeast Bullock as they were able to get that victory a couple weeks ago and uh, obviously solidify that region championship. Southeast Bullock, second place and four and one in region play right now, uh, eight and one overall. So Southeast Bullock has been an insanely solid team all throughout the year. That one slip up, that one loss to Liberty County, uh, going to cost them here and going to cost them the, the region championship there against Liberty. This is where things get uh, really interesting as well. You look forward into next week. Johnson 3-2 and two in region. Windsor Forest now, after dropping the last two games, falls to 3-2 and two in region as well. Beach is at 2-3 and three in region play, and they have a matchup with Johnson next week. Windsor Forest taking on Savannah next week, and Savannah 1-4 and four there in region. Groves 0-6 in region play, so that then... Out of the playoffs and Johnson, Windsor Forest, Beach kind of fighting for these last two spots in the playoffs. And uh, going to be very interesting to see how this shakes out. Of course, you look at Johnson and Beach, that that big game for the Adam Smashers uh, there next week. And for the Beach Bulldogs as well as they kind of sit on the outside looking in right now. Almost got the upset win over Liberty County last night too. That was a 32-26 to ball game and Beach has got, gotten better and better. As the year has gone on, another one of these teams that you look back at the start of the regular season, couldn't really see them get on the field as as COVID and things like that kind of passing through the area. That was obviously big back in back in August here around the area, and we had some schools that were very much affected by it. And uh, seemed like Beach just wasn't able to get on the field. Finally, they're able to, and now starting to look pretty good, like a pretty good football team here late in the season. So. Johnson taking on Beach there next week, and three and two, two and three in region play between those two teams. Windsor Forest sits at three and two, and now if if Windsor Forest gets the win over Savannah next week, and Johnson gets the win over Beach, which certainly isn't written in stone, you have two four and two ball clubs in region play, and Johnson having the head to head there over Windsor Forest. So Windsor Forest could very well go from having a chance to to win a region championship there last week or, or just last night to now possibly being the four seed and and slipping out of the playoffs and you can't just write that one up as a victory against Savannah High next week either so certainly a, a very interesting situation in 3A there with the Savannah Hilton head bracket and and region so looking forward without a doubt uh, to what's going on here next week in Savannah Hilton head there in 3A now down the road in 3A as well, have something interesting shaking out with Pierce County and Appling County in that region. Now, of course, Appling County undefeated, and uh, you know, you know, uh, looking for that 10-0 record. Pierce County undefeated in region play gets the 35 to nothing victory over Tattnall. Pierce fighting for that number one seed, fighting for the region championship next week, and if they can get a win, that that would be huge uh, as well. And that I can't wait for that matchup. I think that's going to be you know monumental. Both teams have insanely solid football players and coaches and just all-around programs and defensively Pierce is nasty Appling County has some athletes though that that can really shake things up offensively that's going to be a fun matchup but 
You look down at three through five there in that region as well. You have Long County with one win in region play, Brantley County with a win over Tattnall, who doesn't have a win in region play. And Pierce County did the job for Brantley County last night. Now Brantley is looking at Long County, trying to be Long County fans next week as Long County takes on Tattnall. And if Long County wins that ball game, Long would be the three seed. Brantley County would be the four seed and Tattnall would miss the playoffs. If Tattnall wins that game, you have a three-way split between Long and Brantley and Tattnall where everyone has beaten each other. And that always the the most interesting of of ties and tiebreakers uh here when you get to late in the season kind of it always seems like one region kind of acts up and and has something like that happen whether it's for the region championship or, or, you know, for fighting to get into the playoffs or what. It always seems like one region is, is the one to shake that up. But interesting things there developing in 3A without a doubt. In a 5A, pretty straightforward with Ware County and Wayne County in that whole region. Ware County undefeated in region play uh, right now. They have Wayne County coming up here next week. And uh, Wayne County doesn't have a win, obviously, in, in region play just yet. So uh, Ware County looking to finish off 4-0 in region and would obviously give them the region championship and the uh, 4-0 and and you know, one seed, all, all that good stuff uh, there that comes with the region championship. Now, you look at the other side of things, Warner Robbins gets the victory over Coffee last night, 22-7, to and Coffee falls now to the three seed. Warner Robbins still has a game left against veterans, and you can't just chalk that one up as a victory either. Veterans, a team that seems like they, they kind of play to the level of their competition, right? Kind of struggled a little bit against Wayne County and said, "Oh man, well they they got the win, but they're they're gonna they're not gonna be a very tough out for the rest of this region." They've kind of played up to the competition even last night, pushing Ware County to a twenty-eight to twenty-one ball game. So it's gonna be fun to see how that shakes up between Warner Robins and Veterans uh, there next week. Obviously, if if Veterans gets the win, they'd move up to two and two. Warner Robins drop down to two and two uh, there in region play, and things would be. Uh, very interesting there. Uh, of course, you have Wayne County just kind of playing, trying to play spoiler uh, with with Ware County next week. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I know everything's going to shut down there in Wayne County, and they're going to try and get as many fans out there as possible with that big rivalry game. And you throw all records out the window, all that good stuff. But crazier things have happened there at the end of the regular season. So we'll, we'll see how it all shakes up here in region play in 5A as well. But uh, having a great time this morning on the High School Sports Roundup, kind of breaking down these regions and seeing how everything's developing there over the past few nights and, of course, looking into next week in the last week of the regular season before we dive into the playoffs. Felt like it last night, too, which, got to say, was fantastic. About 58 degrees there when we ended the broadcast from Pooler Stadium. Love that. Love that. And I'm not someone who's going to say it wasn't cold because it was cold. I just like it. I just enjoy it. So I don't know who else was out there, but hope everyone had a great night and obviously stay safe throughout this weekend and stay safe uh, getting home there last night as well. But have a lot of show there here left and looking forward to keep covering these high school football matchups from last night and looking forward to the rest of the regular season here with one week to go here next week. And, of course, looking forward to talking to some head football coaches from all around the area as well here on the High School Sports Roundup on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton at the ESPN app at ESPNCoastal.com. 
And welcome back. It's High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton, the ESPN app, ESPNCoastal.com. PJ Zuko here with you, finishing off the weekend here for the last weekend of, second to last weekend of the regular season. I'm going to get this right but uh, before the end of, of the morning. We're, we're going to come back here next segment, and I'm going to nail this intro. It's going to be fantastic. But no, second to last week of the regular season here in high school football in the state of Georgia and in the Savannah Hilton Head area in a, a number of big games there last night and setting up a, a ton of crazy situations. And, uh, y- you know, you, you love to see that in the last week of the season. Certainly looking forward to that. I know big day for everybody today, Georgia, Florida, there in Jacksonville and uh, the biggest blankety-blank, uh, I'll say, the, the biggest cocktail party uh, there then Jacksonville, and uh, looking forward to that between Georgia and Florida in a, in a game that, man, I think starts close, but by the end of it, I don't think we're talking about uh, you know anything but kind of a snooze fest as uh, Georgia is just, just so dominant this year. And I know a lot of the other people on the station, not going to name names, of course, that Georgia plays today, so I don't want to talk about them too much with, with certain names in the office, but... They believe in all those curses and things like that. Georgia's such a good football team, just top to bottom. They're, they're really the only ones I believe in as an elite football team this year. I think everyone else has some pretty big, pretty big holes in, in what they do, and, and Georgia just right now does not. Uh, that, that defense is, is kind of freaks of nature. But uh, back to high school football here is uh, some big games there from last night all around the area. You had Effingham defeating Statesboro 34-31. South Effingham falling to Richmond Hill 27-13, and Brunswick High defeating Bradwell Institute 49-6. Now that sets up the interesting situation here for next week. Brunswick High, Effingham for the region championship with Brunswick undefeated. Effingham one loss in region play. Waiting in the wings will be Richmond Hill, who's 4-2 in region and finished up in region play. Statesboro, following that loss to Effingham, will take on Glen Academy. And that will serve as a one-off uh, four-seed fight for the four-seed there between Statesboro and Glen Academy as both those teams are sitting uh, Glen Academy at two and three, Statesboro at three and two. So you look at Statesboro, they could be going from fighting for a home playoff game last night to now possibly dropping out of the playoffs if they lose to Glen Academy next week. That all sets up in, in Glen County Stadium for that big showdown. Of course, you have the Effingham-Brunswick game, the showdown there in Effingham County. So that a home game for Effingham and taking on Brunswick, who is undefeated on the year, but doesn't mean that they've written off and everything's fine yet. Their biggest game of the year going to be at Effingham there next week. And Effingham County has looked so strong over the past few weeks as well. I'm not going to lie. I won't lie to anybody. They they dropped the they dropped the game against Richmond Hill in the way they did, and I was like, okay, all right, you know, Effingham kind of kind of struggling right now. They've rattled off, you know, all these victories since then in region play, and have looked really good doing so. So, can't wait for that matchup between Effingham and Brunswick here next week, and got confirmation from Matt Lazat. Also, confirmation and a bit of a confession as well. His voice, not not up to par this morning. Uh, kind of 
yelled it out there last night and uh, kind of lost it there this morning as I'm sure not not all yelled it out last night. I, you, you had the cold moving through the area, and that can affect everybody in different ways and whatnot too. So uh, vo- he said voice kind of completely gone. We've been texting back and forth in, uh, this morning and did solidify and clarify uh, these tiebreakers and whatnot for, for the situation. And thankfully, you get into that three-game split that we've been talking about. Some regions just, just can't help but stay away from it. It looks like they're going to stay away from it, but with the head-to-head tiebreakers, that's, that's all you got, head-to-head. And you have a lot of those situations uh, here coming up. If Brunswick wins, Effingham will drop down and will have, obviously, a 4-2 and two record there in region play, same as Richmond Hill. Richmond Hill with the tiebreaker would move up to the two-seed and have a home playoff game. Brunswick would win the region championship. Effingham would be number three. And Glen Academy Statesboro would be number four, whoever wins that ball game. If Effingham gets the win, they win the region championship. Brunswick High falls down there to the two seed, still has a home playoff game. Richmond Hill would instead be the three seed with a four and two region record. And of course, still, you have the winner of Statesboro and Glen Academy there at the four seed. So clarification there on just making sure we all knew everything that's going on here in this 6A region. Uh, there with, with all the different scenarios that could play out here next week and certainly can't wait for that. Of course, we'll be back here with you next Saturday morning sorting it all out and looking at those playoff brackets as well on the High School Sports Roundup and, of course, talking to coaches, which we will do when we come back. Can Derek Bonner, head coach of the Johnson Adam Smashers, they get the victory over Savannah High last night, 48 to nothing, setting up quite the game with Beach next week. The Beach Bulldogs as they're two and three in region play, Johnson three and two, and uh, fighting for that three seed and a spot in the playoffs come next week. But we'll talk to Coach Bonner about all that when we come back on the High School Sports Roundup on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, all fueled by N Market. And welcome back. It's the High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, the ESPN app, ESPNCoastal.com. PJ Zuko back here with you on the High School Sports Roundup and uh, looking forward to chatting about these big high school football games uh, from last night and updating you on these scores and big situations uh, from last night as well. Looking forward to the last week of the regular season for sure and uh, certainly uh, can't wait. Looking forward uh, to that and some, some big situations uh, going on uh, all around the area as well. well one of those, Johnson, able to go out and get the victory last night over Savannah High, setting up a, a big matchup between Johnson and Beach coming up next week. But uh, Johnson gets the win there over Savannah High last night, uh, 48 to nothing. really rolling in that victory for the Adam Smashers and carrying a lot of momentum in the last week of the regular season. But uh, joining us now, the head coach of the Johnson Adam Smashers, uh, Kenderick Bonner, here with us on the High School Sports Roundup. Coach Bonner, great to have you on. How you doing this evening? How you doing this morning? Hey, Coach Bonner, do we have you? Yeah, I'm here. Good morning. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, Coach, I got you now. Got you now. Uh, good morning, Coach uh, Bonner. How's it going this morning? How you doing? And obviously a, a, a great win there last night, Coach, to, to go out and grab a, grab a big victory in region play, keep that momentum rolling over Savannah High. Yeah, um, I'm glad that you guys have me on this morning. But uh, what I've been pretty much doing today is just kind of Looking back at some um, scores from last night, just kind of looking at how everything going to shake out going into this last week. Yeah, Coach, absolutely. And yeah, that this uh, last week could could be very interesting for everybody for sure. And 
Uh, obviously, you, you got to uh, get past Savannah High last night there to be able to do so. And uh, I think one of the biggest things, I know a lot of people are going to see that offense and, and, and really clicking and it kind of finding that potential that we've been talking about. Before we get to that, uh, that obviously that goose egg, whenever you see that, that goose egg on the scoreboard, you got to give a lot of credit to the defense and what they were able to do, even coming away with some takeover, uh, some, some turnovers and some points there on the defensive side of the football last night. Yeah, um, they play phenomenal. Um, they're, they're trying to really hit their stride as well. Um, the way we look at it, I mean, you you heard it several times. A good defense brings about good offense. So they they got a chance to really show in mean, the last two weeks that they can really be dominant, only allowing um, six points in the last two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of those uh, against uh, a team that was you know playing for a region championship there there last night uh, with 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 Windsor Forest. So like you said, only allow. Uh, six points there over the past two weeks, and the uh, defense for Johnson has been really solid over the past uh, little bit, and looking forward to keep that up here next week. But, uh, Coach, offensively, you guys able to kind of explode there last night and, and uh, again, able to run the football really well, hit some big passes, and uh, score some points there against Savannah High. Yeah, um, it's, right now the offense is being led by uh, Keon Edwards, but um, he, got, he has a lot of weapons out there right now. Um, and they're all kind of just hitting their stride and just taking, you know, each week, one week at a time and, eat, and taking each play one uh, play at a time. Uh, Ted Hurst is doing phenomenal um, out there in the receiving game. Uh, of course, Amari Scott kind of just picked up where he left off. And then uh, John John uh, Jonathan Pentagraph, he's also a young talent, a uh, sophomore, who is really playing, playing beyond sophomore potential this year. Yeah, Coach, absolutely. Talking to Kenderick Bonner, head coach of the Johnson Adams Smashers, uh, here with us on the High School Sports Roundup. And, Coach, uh, exactly. I, I feel like, you know, as as we talked about, a lot of potential on this team and have really been growing into that as well. Do you feel like uh, what has been, I think, the, the main thing for, for that development? Is it just being able to get them out on the practice field as much as possible, get that in-game experience? Because I feel like from – the beginning of the season uh, till now, we've seen a lot of progress with this with this team, with this Adam Smashers team. Yeah, it's definitely been about chemistry uh, more than anything, and just continue to uh, have guys believe. And um, our motto, one of our mottos, is to trust the process. And you know, we we understood as a coaching staff what the first five games of our schedule was like with Augusta Christian, um, New Hampstead, Islands, Jenkins, and even Liberty County, the team that actually won our region championship this year. But um, with those first five games, we knew how hard it was going to be. And so as a coaching staff, you got to make sure your guys continue to believe all the way through week 10. And so we knew that in the second half of the season that we could really get it going. And if we figured it out in the second half of the season to continue to have the guys bought in, that you know we can, we can make this playoff again and we can try to go and probably pull off an upset or something in the playoffs. Who knows? But it's been really all about continuing to make sure they believe after getting through the gauntlet, the first five games I knew was going to be hard when I looked at the schedule. I think we probably had one of the hardest schedules in the area in the first five games. Yeah, no, no, I, I would agree with you. Like you said, the, those first five games, tough, a, a gauntlet, and uh, competed well, I, I think, in those first five games as well. You look at, I mean, all the way back to the start of the regular season, almost uh, getting that victory over, over Augusta Christian, and as you mentioned, just uh, being able to compete really well uh, throughout those five games and, and take those uh, lumps, but learn from it as well and, and apply it to this team here later in the season. And, and Coach, 
uh, obviously you look forward to applying that and, and doing even more. And uh, you talk about playing well at the right time. The Adam Smashers have been able to do that. Uh, Beach comes back, almost gets a gets a surprise victory over Liberty County there last night. And I know, uh, Coach, a big match looking forward in, into next week. I know we're not going to dive into all the X's and O's or anything like that just yet, but uh, what do you need to see from your practice this week as you, you take on Beach and trying to punch that ticket to the playoffs once again? Um, overall, from the team, they just need to stay, uh, stay humble uh, and continue to stay motivated and continue to trust in the process. Uh, we say the things, like our catchphrases, we, we, we throw them out there so often, and one of them is trust the process. So we already know that um, coming into this game as a coaching staff that that team has something to play for. And so we just have to make sure our players understand that we also have something to play for. Um, and what we got on the line is a third seed in the playoffs. Um, that's big for us. And then also a uh, first-time 5-5 five and five season since 2009. That's 12, over 12 years since Johnson has gone 5-5, five and five, 500 on the season. So we have what we have um, to work towards. And Beach have what they have to work towards. But – our focus can't be solely on beach. We have to make sure we continue to understand what we're trying to do here at Johnson to make this thing special. Absolutely, and they have a chance to do that there with the Johnson Adams Bashers, as you mentioned, uh, being, being able to uh, get a victory here next Friday on the last week of, of the regular season, grab that three seed, be in the playoffs once again, and I grab a 5-5 five and five season, first time since uh, 2009 there with the Adams Smashers. Kenderick Bonner, head coach of the Johnson Adams Smashers, has been our guest here on the High School Sports Roundup, uh, fueled by N-Market. Coach, great to have you on and talk to you this morning. Sorry, up, up against the end of the show here, but really appreciate it, and we'll certainly be talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. appreciate it, Coach. Uh, Kenderick Bonner, head coach of the Johnson Adams Smashers. And, yeah, playing well at the right time. That always so important. Um, for, for any high school football team, but especially uh, when you talk about getting better, having that region schedule there in the latter half of the season and you know, just playing well at the right time, getting in the playoffs and hopefully make some, some waves in the playoffs uh, for the Johnson Adams Smashers as well. They have the potential and I think the athleticism to do so. We'll see if they can do it. But I'm PJ Zuko. This has been High School Sports Roundup every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton. And stay tuned later in the day. uh, Georgia-Florida coverage starting at 11.30 and the Bulldogs taking on the Gators at 3.30 there kickoff. I'm PJ Zuko hoping you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Stay safe wherever you go on the roads out there. A ton of traffic obviously and a, a a ton of people out there. So stay safe wherever you go and God bless.